Judgmental with her. <laughs> Girl, you had your first kid at 12, okay? Let me live.
Boy ka. discipline your child yeah I feel that way with Nani it's bad It's hard for me to beat her, for better lack of words. Um, like, she gets on my nerves. I want to yell. But it's like, when I was growing up, I feared mom. Like, it was like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm not trying her. I don't want to come near her, anything. So it's like, you know, I'm like, damn, I don't want my kids to be like that. And I don't hit mommy. So it's just like, all right, I'm talking. I'm changing my tone. I stand up. But it's just like. It's not getting nowhere, but I don't think I'm any less of a parent than my mother was whooping my ass. Then I am not whooping her ass. Thank you. 
necessarily. I wouldn't say be a bad person, but you want to come off like what you mean is what you say, and that when it comes down to it, you're looked at making the best decision without feeling like, damn, I'm going to regret this the way I feel like I hope my parents regret beating my ass. Because I was a bad kid. Like, I got an ass whooping every every day before I went to school because I tried my parents in ways that unmatched. Let's just say that. But what I don't want is for people to look at me as a parent that can't handle things, a parent that doesn't know how to be a parent. And, you know, previously, you know, my partner, he's been a parent <laughs> almost as long as I've been, a, uh, been alive. And he... His stature, his voice, and his mannerisms are what make his kids not necessarily try him. But then I look at it and I'm like, you know, I don't have that type of demeaning side. Yes, my daughter is too, so I'm bigger than her, I'm stronger than her. But I don't like that kind of easy victim idea of towering over my daughter, making her feel bad, making her feel insufficient. And I don't want her to feel like I'm just beating on her to beat on her. I remember going to schools with whelps, whelps, up and down my legs, which sounds crazy. Like, how did you go to school like that and no one did anything? But I grew up in the 90s where people weren't ashamed of being a tough parent and they would challenge a a school, the CPS, DIFAS, whoever, to come and be like, oh, well, you shouldn't be beating your kids. They'd be like, I beat my kids so they end up in jail. I beat my kids. So, they don't end up getting beat on the street, as they like to say. And I feel like when you beat your kids, you feel guilty. Because then you feel like you lost control. I feel like, I don't want to ever feel like I lose control. Like, I lost, I got really upset the other night and I popped her. And she was so scared. But her mood went right back to normal after. It didn't make me feel like I hurt her feelings, but it hurt my feelings because I felt like I lost control of being a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Comfortable. And you almost feel guilty in a sense that you don't know how to be a parent because you don't know how to communicate in a way that doesn't increase violence. And it's always weird because I feel like men have a voice. Like, I watch her father talk to her. I watch her uncles talk to her. And she'll go, like, no, okay, I'm sorry. And I'm like, Negro, I use the same phone. I'm giving you the best Barry White that I got, okay? And I'm still getting nothing. I'm almost getting challenged. I'm almost getting somebody who feel like she can go tell the her, baby, I was ready for this. And it's almost like you want your you don't want your daughters to feel like getting beaten all over is normal. You don't want them to feel like all they're gonna do is get their ass beat for the rest of their life. But at the same place, I feel like sometimes you gotta check these motherfuckers because if you don't, then they next thing you know they quick to, they quick to fuss, they quick to, to talk back. And what I won't take is disrespect. I'll take a lot of shit from my daughter. I'll take her screaming, crying, having a moment. But the moment she feel like I'm her equal and she can try me, I'm going to show up with these hands do. Like, I feel like that's my natural reaction. Like, I'm so quick to be like, 
I ain't gonna fight an unfair fight. Especially because I don't think it's fair when because my daughter is so little that she feels like her mom is just overbearing. But I also don't want her to feel like she could just come at me. And I don't want it to turn into, damn, that's crazy. She just don't know how to act. Because that's the first thing grandparents say. They be, you should be beating all over my grandkids. Baby girl, where was typhus when you had me against a wall? Be dangling ass whoops. I remember every real legitimate ass whooping I've ever got. Not because it's like, oh my God, it's jarring. And you know my favorite word? Triggered. Um, feeling triggered by something. But it's like, you almost look at yourself in the mirror as a parent. Like, I don't want my kids to feel what I feel. Where they can vividly remember this ass whooping for the rest of their life. <laughs> and then it's like, being that you have Caribbean parents or even Asian parents are bad. Like, I had a girl I knew from college who was like, her parents never really physically beat her, but she would do stuff like kneel on rice or they would paddle the back of her, like, hands. But it wasn't to, like, such a hard point, but it would be so repetitive that her hands would shake. Or they would talk to her in a way where she would be, like, fearful and it wasn't a loud screaming tone where you'd be like oh my god why are you yelling at me it would be a whisper but it would be like venom and I'm like niggas is crazy but I don't know that type of deep emotional warfare that people go through but it's crazy because you see the people especially because people talk about going to therapy so much and I'm an advocate for therapy um it's one of those things where you look back and you'll be like, you know, these are the stories we tell our therapists, and they're like, it's your childhood. Your childhood was so traumatic. And you're like, are you talking to every black person who grew up between 1990 and 2010? Or is this just me? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like everybody I know has similar stories where they either got whooping, they got beaten, they remember getting popped with spoons, belts, switches, slippers. Oh. Belt was, yeah. Yeah, hands hit hard. And my parents wore rings. Yeah. But it was so crazy because I look back and I'm just like, I remember these ass whoopings. Like, you should not physically remember these ass whoopings to these extent. Like, I remember what it was like the, the actions, the before, the after, and the middle. Like, it was like a movie you saw. Like, girl, do you remember that ass whooping? and it's so weird because you feel almost like you look at it as a badge of honor which is really weird in the black community where it's like oh if you ain't get your ass whooped you ain't know nothing it's like why are we promoting ass whooping why is that what we think of as like it's not okay you're a victim (laughs) that's how I look but it's like I kind of, I respect my parents because they were so adamant about me doing the right thing. Which is why I got, I never got a careless ass whooping, I can say that. And I never got an ass whooping because my parents were bored or tired. It, yeah, it was always, it was always like, oh, so you want these hands? I'm going to bring them to you in a box. Surprise, bitch, it's me. Um, which is really interesting because I think looking back on it, 
my brothers never got ass whooping ever they were good but that's boring I feel like I added spice to life call me <laughs> paprika okay <laughs> but that's how I feel I feel like my brothers oh I always looked at my brothers as like too good like y'all don't have no fun but the fun that they had they had each other to, to cover and it was just like them and me because even so my brothers threw this massive house party when my parents got divorced and sold the house the big house that we grew up in I love that house I it had three living rooms, big kitchen, full finished basement. We each had our own room. It was like five bathrooms. We had a pool in the backyard. I loved that house. But when my parents got divorced, they sold the house. And my brothers at the time were like 18 and 23. And my mom was out the country. And legitimately, I was with my mother. She was like, okay, you know. Uh, you know, we're going to go back home and finish the stuff with the house, get the last bit of stuff, whatever. Now, the block we lived on had judges and attorneys and well-off to do, middle-class, high-class black people and white. We were like one of three black families that lived on our block and black being loosely, okay? And because like the lady who lived next door to us, we were friends with her kids because she had two daughters and a son. And she was like this big-ass marketing person in New York, like, never home her kids were so self-reliant but my being that you know everybody was moving everybody got older my mom had gotten like a few voicemails and because at this time technology and phone service wasn't like <laughs> 5g okay they had left messages like yeah there was some kind of get together at your house it was some kind of powwow something and literally we go in the house and our house walls were like a cream eggshell you know white has 50 different shades the walls were blue because the niggas were getting dances against the wall and the jeans had rubbed there was blankets in my mother's master empty bedroom with syrup and all types of sticky things she threw them out there was a fog machine and light sound condom wrappers in the bathroom my mother called my brothers and reamed them out they none of them got the ass could i just say that none of them i wanted the fair fight because I was like, yo, if I even threw a third of a party like this, y'all would see me in the penitentiary. Because one, I'm not going down without a fight. Two, this ass whooping is going to be astronomical. And my mother was like, I'm so mad at your brother. That's that are you though? Are you really? Because I don't feel that vibe. I don't, I don't believe you. You need more people. I, I just don't. And what was crazy about it was looking back, I'm like, do I want to be like my parents? Do I want to be the one that has to discipline so harshly and so heavily? Does it like does it make me better? Because I'm like, I still did badass shit after. I still snuck with boys. I still smoked weed. I still... I don't feel like my ass open curved any of my bad habits. <laughs> if anything, it said, bitch, you can handle this pain. You know what it comes with. <laughs> like... I don't know. Tell me, what do you think about it? Do you feel like ass has changed your life? <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. If you thought I was coming around the corner, best believe I was in somebody's trash can. my fear especially raising a girl because we of course you know goddaughter my baby all girls and it's so crazy because I think that's my biggest fear is that I want her to have an open relationship but I don't want it so open that she thinks we friends <laughs> and the only reason I say that is because one of my sister's girlfriends her and her mom are like besties and that is an awkward relationship for me not because I don't believe in it, but I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it because I felt like my mother could never be my friend. Why? Because I couldn't tell my mother about sucking dick. And if I have to tell my mother about me having any more than like, hey, you know, I'm fucking me and him stuff together. The only real proof my mother has that I've had sex is I told her about my first and I have a child. That's all she needs to know. After that, what else do she need to know? She could assume, she could predict, she could say, you a Scorpio, I know you nasty, <laughs> you know. But I ain't giving out no free information. But I know people who have a very open book relationship with their mother. And I'm just like, one, I feel like that crosses a big line between my mother and my friends. And what is that famous plus friend? I am not one of your little friends. Oh. I think the most I can get close with my mother is talking about drinking or partying. I'll even talk to her about men, but I will never go into detail about sexual encounters. I I feel like that's so awkward. Like, even when my mother, like, my mother has this thing where she likes to talk to me about her sexual friends, but in, in very vague details, she'll call them her smash buddies. Gross. Disgusting. We're here. We're here. Now we're really friends. If you don't know, you just made your new friends. Um, and she will talk about them, but she won't give, like, raunchy details. It'll just be like, well, you know, my smash partner coming over. I'll be like... All right, good to see you. Love you, bye. I just don't feel like I need to tell her. And I feel like that crosses such a line where I could talk to my mother about a lot of stuff. I would talk to my mother about men. I would talk to my mother about being a parent. I would talk to her about my fears. Me and my mother have grown it, especially because I feel like black parents, especially with girls, you don't grow into knowing your mother until you're an adult. And that's when you kind of appreciate her because you'll look back and go, I did not like that bitch. But now you be like, what you doing? I'm about to go to home because you want to come? Because you feel like your mother is almost human and not just a parent. I feel like up until I would say maybe 23, 24, I looked at my mom as my mom. That's it. That's all. I don't look, I didn't, I didn't think it was until I became like living on my own, 
independent and kind of free willing to be on some like oh I could talk to her about being a friend or talk to her about like a guy who was more than just really I also feel like parents secretly judge you like you see her face mm. see my mom is the kind of person she she's an open book with me and I think that's because she's older so she wants to have that kind of close relationship and I think because my grandmother was so cold she wants to have some kind of close-knit but not necessarily like besties like my mother will tell me when she mad at somebody like girl let me tell you about this lady at my church I'm like I don't care okay my what happened or she'll be like I really like this guy but or she told me about when she started online dating I said Jesus be a fence because at this point my mother is on the web trying to navigate old men on oldpeoplemeet.com but I know for a fact it doesn't hurt that we have a good relationship because when I'm concerned about something I could talk to her and I don't feel like her first instinct is like oh my god don't tell me that you a kid like don't tell me that I feel like I can talk to her and she'll be like empathetic or she'll be like you know you're a good mom don't feel like that or you know whatever kind of small gestures because you know mothers don't tell you that you're a good mom they be like you know you're doing a good job and it's like the way that they talk to their grandkids I'm like this ain't the same person who raised me And that's the part. Girl, I told my mother, I say, you talk about my daughter, my daughter bad, or my daughter this and that. I watch my mother let my daughter fuss after I told her, I said, Mom, she already ate. We ate before we literally walked through the door. My mother was like, oh, okay, cool. That's the first thing I really ate all that. I'm like, Mom, don't give her none. She already ate. I come back, my daughter is 16, and my mother's like, with a mouthful of food. Mommy, you're good. And I'm like, I told you, it's fine. Just leave the baby alone. Ain't nobody leave me alone. Okay. And every time. And let my grandmother say something. It was like, oh, you want to see your grandmother? Oh, you want to snitch on me to your grandma? Snitch? Ma, I am not. What is snitching? <sighs> But you also want to look at yourself as a replication of, like, kind of making sure you rear your kids into a better success than you. I think that's the other part, is, like, you look at the way your kids turn out as a clear reflection of you, which I get, because I feel like that's why my parents were so hard, because they were like, you know, your brothers, they're going to do all right, but you, you're a tricky motherfucker. And I think that came from me being like, not necessarily a black sheep, but I definitely was not predictable. 
and I think my parents looked at me in a very good because I was the baby and you were the oldest and I feel like the oldest gets a lot more flock especially as a girl because you like raise your younger brother where it was like with me it was like I was grateful my brothers were older because when I needed an outlet it was like let me call these niggas but then it was also like having two more parents just keep my back covered now granted I think the funniest story I have with my brothers I was I, I used to go to get away from being with my parents especially going through the divorce my brothers were in college had their own little places whatever so I would go to be like oh I'll cook dinner if I come down and they'd be like bad house full of niggas home cook food <laughs> stay left my brother was sitting out there with his homeboy and he was like you wanna hit this weed I was like nah nigga nah I felt like it was a setup. I watched him smoke, but I still felt like this nigga was going to turn it around. <laughs> I said, I could just see this ass whooping coming because I just knew they was working against me. They was working with the enemy because I couldn't trust that my brothers were my friends. I just knew these niggas had it out. <laughs> Exactly. Or they'd be like, mm, you probably told your brother where to get the weed from. Wait a goddamn minute. I am 12. And it's crazy because I look back and I'm just like, all the things I went through to get to be 30. And then you think as a parent, like, I gotta do this with somebody. Ooh, this is ghetto. I don't wanna be responsible for nobody. Especially for the next at least 30 years. Because I say this. Ain't nothing in this world going to tell me my daughter ain't going to be like me and be like, Mommy, I need you. Mommy, can you help me? And I'm going to be like, you are 27 years old, girl. Get it together. And I don't want it to turn into like a negative thing. I just don't want it to be like, oh, God, what monster have I created? Like, I want her to be, I want her to follow her dream, even if it's something I don't believe in. I want her to, to, yeah. But, you know, I think as parents, you want your kids to be more successful than you. And that's the hard part, because you're going to push them educational-wise. You're going to want them to make a good choice when it comes to college. You're going to want them to be, like, everything you thought you were going to be, all those dreams, and then you look at them and you be like, bitch, what you mean you want to sell paintings in New York on the street corner? What you mean you yelling pocketbook, pocketbook, pocketbook? What's he talking about? And I don't want her to follow no man's dreams. I don't want her to look at a man in a sense of self-reliant, just like I wouldn't want if I had a son for him to look at a woman as his savior. You are living off this chick, chicken Alfredo, like it's the end of the world. You know, that's the real whole meal right there. What? Bitch, let me tell you, black people make more pasta than the niggas in Italian, okay? And that is the God's honest truth. Like, black people will make an Alfredo make a spaghetti, make a, a lasagna, 
Everybody got their own little cheesy recipe. You done made mac and cheese, but now it's called lasagna. But I personally am not going to hold it against her if she wants to do something I don't care for because I I know what it's like like my mom was so against me going to the school I went to and maybe my life would have turned out different but I also knew at 18 I needed the the course I was going on I didn't want her to feel like you know you can make this decision and you might regret it like I don't I don't have any regrettable decisions about the things that I've done from 18 on I think my biggest thing was like trying to make sure the decisions that I made I could live with whether it be to stay in Maryland whether it be to live on my own whether it be to be with a person or have a kid with a person it's like those decisions I kind of had to live with I would hope that if my daughter made a decision like that, I would be like, if you need me, I'm always going to be here. And that's the hardest part, trying to explain that to them without coming across like, I'm trying to control your life. I want to make sure every step you make is smart. Because, like, I, you know, I, I, I personally am a big fan of TikTok, TikTok and TikTok. And... If you watch the girls and people on TikTok, like, well, they were like, tell me you have a strict parent without telling me you have a strict parent. And the girl was like, I'm 23 years old. If my mother comes and she has her own bathroom, but if she wants to use our bathroom, we need to make ourselves invisible and get out the bathroom. The kitchen closes at 930. I have a 930. And she's 23 years old living in her mama's house. And I'm just like, first of all, that's your fault. First of all, it's your fault. And second of all, if you need to have that type of a rain on me, something right. Because all that's going to do is make a person become a worse, sneakier, hiding person. Because all they're going to think of is the only way I can do something is if I sneak it. And if you sneak it, I now I really know I can't trust it. I just want her, yeah, because I thought I was sneaky. Well, I know I was sneaky. I used to skip school and go hang out with my little boo. And I used to sneak school and go to my best friend's house. <laughs> we, uh, we used to literally call each other in the morning with our little cell phones and be like, are you going to school today? I don't really feel like going to All right, well, when do we want to go to school on time? School started like 8 o'clock. We got there about 9 that Talk about, I left my cell phone on the bus. I had to get on the bus and go back. I used to come up with the most intricate lies that you couldn't catch me on, but you damn sure didn't believe it. You like, bitch, what you talk about? You left your phone on the bus, and you went back on the bus to go meet that bus. And, Why did you get back to that bus? Bruh, just dumb shit. Or you be so I knew if I caught it coming back down the hill, ain't nobody wanted this Nokia 3.6 with the two megapixels, girl. And it's crazy because I think the older I get, the more I'm just like, none of these stories seem to make make sense. And I kept telling them like they was the guys on the street, and I'm like, I can only imagine the stories 
my daughter gonna come up with to try to tell me she hanging out but I also don't want her to feel like especially when it comes to a boy that she got a live snake but you know it's crazy I have a homegirl her mother has taken her to get two abortions mm-hmm because she she snuck in had sex and the first time when she got pregnant her mom took it and the second time she got pregnant her mom took it and to me I was like I will go down in a ball of fire before I call my mother and tell her one I had sex two I had sex without a condom three I had sex without a condom and guess what I'm pregnant and now I need 300 and something dollars to get rid of this baby my mother gonna say, I guess you a mama now. Because okay. I'm gonna tell you what you ain't. <laughs> With a good roundabout cash flow. Who was the person who set the price point? Because ain't no plan B was going on. Because let me tell you, I wish it was a lot of girls in our high school who was who would have been popping plan B like tick tech. The way it was like you could tell everybody who was having sex because miraculously everybody just started coming to school feeling themselves walking around popping next you know it's like niggas I don't think I was that way but I also feel like once you start having sex you become so attached to that boy that people be like look at them all over each other I bet you they doing it I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but you became so attached to them. <laughs> but that's how I felt. I honestly felt like when I started having sex, one, I felt guilty because I was like, somebody is going to know. And then it was like, now that you start having sex, you be like, well, bitch, I can keep doing this. Because it never became like a questionary, like, the way people make sex sound, especially growing up, our age group, it was like, sex is the devil, and you gonna know, your mother is gonna see it, your mother gonna smell it, she going to know. Girl, these styles been rubbing since 87. Ain't no way there was going to be no space. But what it was, especially for me, being that my mother was a doctor, I was like, this lady is going to know. And my mother used to have this, and she was like, if you have sex, I find out. I will throw you on the table myself. I said, this motherfucker's crazy. But then I also knew once I did it, and ain't nobody say anything. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep putting my toe in this water and keep going. Let's see, you know, I'm an ankle deep. I'm all the way huh, to the shoulders. And then it was like, once your parents did know you were having sex, it was like, what do you mean you're having sex? Why did you sleep with him? You slept with that little dirty boy. I said, he was just your homie. He was just your favorite. Now he a whore. Now he's disgusting. Now he ain't shit. You be like, little ghetto boy from around the way. 
Let me tell you, ghetto boys got the best dick. Can I just say that? The niggas from the hood, the niggas from the hood, they the ones that, that's why most of them got to kill now. Because I'm telling you, in 1995 to about 2012, them niggas was slinging dick like coke, okay? Because let me tell you, you knew when a girl was dating a guy who wasn't in school all the time. Like, he might have went to alternative school. He went to night school. Or he was the nigga who barely came to school. Because all of a sudden, he was the one you was talking to because you felt like, you know, he was a nice dude. Everybody had him wrong. He just, he's just a little rough around the edges. Yeah, he rough. And rough your ass into a corner, kiss your ass, and next you know you bent up like a motherfucking onion pretzel. And now you calling his phone, texting his phone, trying to sneak off. Cause then you were like, wait a minute. But nonetheless, you look at yourself as a replication of the parents that you raised. Cause I know for a fact, I'm like, yo, I know my mother wasn't no angel. And I know my mother wasn't no saint. And the way that they look at you once they know things more about you, you slowly become either easy to tell or more to hide. And it's almost more to hide because you automatically feel like, are they about to judge me? Because they know, like, oh, I know you already, because then it's like, oh, now your aunts know. Hell yeah. Your mama told me you out here fucking dick. What? Your mother done told me about the little boy you keep, you snuck in the house. You be like, y'all don't have no animosity? Y'all don't have no animosity? Ain't nobody got no secrets. Your mother be like, I don't know how they know. I ain't said nothing. What you mean? Because to me, I think the worst thing, especially as like a young teenager, is hearing your mother gossip about you to your aunt. My mother had three sisters, and the one she talked to was the one that lived the closest to me. And she was probably, my, my mother said she's probably the least like the aunt, but she my favorite, because she the realest nigga in the room. She will send you some money in a heartbeat. She will call you and check up on you. She hears bad weather. She texting you. She hears something happen near a place you live. She will call. She will check but she also was the one my mother used to gossip to. So when shit went left and I would see her, she would be like, uh-huh, what's up with you? And I'm like, what you talking about? She'd be like, she'd be like, uh-huh, your mother called me and told me you was kissing some boy down the street. I'm like, she didn't even tell me she told me. What the fuck? Nigga. But then you look back and you're like, you that parent now. Because the first thing I do when my daughter said, I'm like, let me call my best Tell about this shit. And I'm like, this is all that's going to happen when she turned, you know, 18, 19, and she going to try to try me. And I'm like, girl, you know this little fast-tailed girl thought she had me two ways far? You better come get your godchild. I'd be like, what's up with you? Your mother done talk, mommy told you. I didn't even do it. It wasn't even me. 
devil anymore. I was doing this. Oh, now you you were stuck in faith two minutes ago. You ain't had no whims about your location. But again, you live, you learn, and you try to be the best version of a parent. And I laugh now because I'm like, oh my God, we turned into our parents. Everything we hated about our parents, we look back on and be like, am I turning into them? Why do I sound like my mother? Why do I feel like I'm making the same decisions? I'm asking the same questions. I'm losing the same temper. Like, nothing about my conversation sounds like me anymore. It always sounds like my mother. And it's not even my mother now. It's my mother as my mother. Like, fussing and screaming, telling me to get my shit together telling me about the things I did wrong, telling me, you know, I expect more or, you know, you know better. You be like, what do I, how do I know better? I didn't even know this was going on. And that's the part, I feel like parents don't realize how much you learn and how much you're learning as you become an adult because they expect you to go from like toddler, infant to genius. And then, and then it's like, by the time you're 18, every decision you make needs to be the smartest most thought out decision like I'm 18 I'm not 45 I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I mean I don't know what the fuck I'm doing they don't teach you how to pay no bills they don't teach you how to balance a checkbook accounting they don't teach you how to take care of anything other than the home at times and even then it's like you follow the same methods your parents did you become almost OCD to every little thing you become almost crazy about how your house looks how people like prejudge your house how people look at your house how people come just in any scope and it's weird because you naturally now feel like damn is this how my mother felt is this what she thought why didn't she tell me let me tell you you feel almost like scarily close to the person you hated and it's only because you know what it takes to really be a parent and now you're looking back like is every decision I make this valuable or am I overreacting because I'm now thinking damn I'm turning this to my mother so let me make an opposite decision let me not do what she thinks I'm already going to do let me try to do something different and then you end up doing what being more like this woman than you ever thought you almost become them as like second nature like the way you discipline your kids the way you tell them how you want things done the expectations it's almost like damn when did this person take over my body how did I become this hard-ass person so heavily on my child that I think my two-year-old should know how to brush her teeth. And then when they don't, you're like, am I a bad parent because my kid isn't reading at two? Am I a bad person because my kid is on grade level? Am I a bad parent because they're comparing my daughter to every other black girl they know? And they're like, I mean, I know your daughter is good, but little Tierra... She's, you know, doing this, and she's doing that, and she got skips, and she's, you know, painting, and she speaks two languages, and she has ASL memorized. You be like, 
My kid is literally eating glue right now. But then you, they don't tell you, you know, the kid has, you know, disciplinary problems or they don't eat their food or they don't know how to sleep without wetting the bed. Like the things that would make you feel like, okay, there's something normal about this person. Because this subhuman special ass kid all of a sudden is living and walking on water and turning water into wine. I didn't know this was the third coming of Jesus. And it's almost like you feel like the bad parent. Full circle. You see, we made it there. You see? And I look back and I laugh because I'm like, dads always get the easiest right. It's like the minimum they do, people clap. And you know what's crazy? Men get so mad because Father's Day is so like a secondary holiday. Not even secondary. It's like a third <laughs> holiday. But that's because if you ask a kid like who's been around, it's always going to be mom. Mom cleans, cooks, feeds them, bathes them, put them to bed, take them to all their practices, take them to all their dances, shows up at everything. Not to say dad's not there, but it's like if the kid is in like a Halloween costume, probably mom is up all night putting his costume together. You know what dad did? Took pictures the next morning and they crooked and probably blurry. Or the mom did all the work so the kid can be perfect and the dad shows up the day of and gets to post it and say, look at my baby, smart as hell. How would you know? You ain't sat down and did a, a, a one man problem with him. Or you didn't read a book with them. So how you know that she's a grade A reader? You ain't even a grade A reader. I digress. I digress. But as a mom, it's so easy to fall into the bad parent. It's almost like you want to be tough because you want your kids to feel like they feel the love, but they know the value of it. And you almost want your kids to make every best decision possible without feeling like if they fail, the first thing they're going to blame is the mom didn't do it. Oh, you you know, it's that mother. That mother did it. She's a bad mom. Why? Well, I, I used to get a lot, like, people were surprised that my parents were so involved as they were. They were like, well, your parents work full-time job. Like, y'all, y'all can't be this. Y'all couldn't be that. And I'm like, I see my parents every day. Like, every day. Like, too many times a day. My mother was very much around. And then it's like, people automatically assume your personality is your parents. So then they go, I mean, you're going to be tough like your mother. What is that supposed to mean? You be hard ass like your mother. Don't be. Yeah, and I'm like, no. I want my daughter to feel like she has a friend that she could be herself. That if she came out questioning her sexuality, she won't have to hide it. I don't want her to feel like, oh my god, my mother is the worst person. Now I ain't gonna say we're gonna roll up and smoke a doobie together, but if she came to tell me about some nigga and he did her wrong, I'm gonna be in the, in the passenger seat ready to roll two bats and two flats but I also feel like you never get to be the good guy as a mom 
in the beginning you do like that first year kissing hugging loving oh you did so great you're a great mother look at you glowing and then it's like from year one to year 30 are you hard enough on her you let her do this I can't believe she talks like that. Hmm. That's what you think is okay? You be like, what the fuck you want? You want me to beat her ass in front of everybody? Or you want me to let her have some normalcy? And I'll say, like, even when I talk to my mom sometimes, I know she'd be like, you don't have to be so hard on yourself. And I'm like, I'm not hard on myself. I'm scared somebody's going to look at me and think, she don't know what she's doing. And then, when that happens, it's not, oh, well, you know, her dad didn't do this or her uncle didn't do this. It's going to be her mom. Her mom didn't teach her how to, you know, properly do this. That's why her ass is nasty. Or her mom didn't show her that. That's why she don't know how to act. That's why she a fast tail girl. You be like, ah, damn. And then it's like they almost make every little thing over-sexualized. Like, oh, don't let them wear this. Don't let them do that. And I had a conversation with a girl I worked with. Because she was like, she had to tell her uncles. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable with the way you are. I'm not going to tell my daughter to change. She was like, she's a kid. And kids don't know any better. You're an adult. So if you don't know how to be a better adult, I'm not going to make my child feel guilty for what they are used to. And we make it so kids feel like a victim because they, they're being told, you can't do this when they come around. You can't do that with family around. Or you can't have this going on. Or people won't look at us different. Or people won't judge you. It's like, let the kids be a fucking kid. And don't make it into your problem. If Uncle Pete is a gross, nasty old nigga, Y'all need to check Uncle Pete before he come to my house. And if you mad because I don't like Auntie Tierra who always wants to drink and act stupid in front of my kid, be around my kid, oh well. You'll learn. I'm not making no exceptions for adults. And I'm not going to make nobody or allow anybody to make my daughter feel like she should question her natural behavior. If my daughter wants to dance, I'm not gonna be like, don't dance, this men are. The fuck? They adults, she's a child. Now I will be the strict parent on that end, and I will be the tough nigga in that room, but when it comes down to it, I feel like let your kids be a kid, let your kids enjoy being a kid, let your kids get to really experience life before we start making them feel like every step they make and everything they do is the worst thing ever. Because then you make kids so insecure and so afraid to say anything or to say, you know, I like this or, you know, I want to try something different. I didn't get to eat the foods that I liked until I was an adult. Not because of religion or anything like that, which, you know, for some people is enough reason, but because my mother didn't. We didn't eat anything that my mother didn't like or anything my mother didn't want us to have. Not because it could hurt us, but she like, oh, I don't eat pork, so y'all don't eat pork. 
the fuck? Oh, I don't like this kind of food. So y'all don't eat this kind of food. And then you become an adult who now has to try things like artichokes and asparagus for the first time. And people looking at y'all like, that's weird. You ain't never had this? This is normal. Never make your kids feel a little crazy, but damn. Let your kids enjoy trying new things. And it's okay if they don't like it. I just feel like, you know, I just want to be a better version. Better version of myself, better version of my mom. Just so I can say I told you so. Well, I think we talked your ear off. I appreciate you for listening. Look at me being consecutive with my episodes. Season two is popping, you hear me? And I'll holler at y'all motherfuckers later. We out.